Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hungry for Hockey Talk podcast, episode number nine. Today is February 17th, 2019. And as always, I am joined by my beautiful, wonderful, and amazing co-hosts, Johnny B. John Boron. How you doing, John? Good, good, buddy. Nice, man. Uh, and we've got the stir daddy, Sterling Kiefel. How are you doing, Sterling? I'm back, baby, and I'm good as ever. <laughs> yeah, we missed you last week, bud. I know. And you guys went yeah, fucking yeah. nuts without me. Mitch Marner you signed in the flames, everybody. Put it up. Hot take. Okay. You, okay. You messed up. Why? <laughs> you, uh, you called this episode nine. Is it not episode nine? It's episode ten. Oh, shit, dog. It's episode ten, you motherfuckers. Oh, Look at that. Jeez, it feels like Look episode nine because I've that. only been around for nine episodes. So that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you both have missed one episode now. Yeah, just reminiscing. So it's episode um, nine for me and Sterling. <laughs> episode nine for you and Sterling. Yeah, that, that's 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 what I was getting at. I was um, I was <laughs> okay. trying to tailor to. I was <laughs> yeah. trying to tailor. You to, were on it. Yeah, you were on it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We're not doubting you. Yeah, and and I'd like to say that I prefaced I prefaced the last. Um, the Mitch Marner thing with uh, with me saying that it's not going to happen. So I'd, I'd I'd like to defend my honor. Yeah, but um, when we catch you daydreaming like that and you're talking about it and you start like going into the clouds and singing songs and there's harps around you and everything, I got to come back and slap you. That's oh, what that's what no that's what hopeful hockey fans have the luxury of doing. Delusional, okay? You, yeah, wrong, wrong. Not delusional. Delusional. No, no, not delusional. You're gonna go yeah. on that Reddit channel where they put up fake <laughs> trades and it's always like some fan of some team just makes this ridiculous trade of like getting rid of all their worst contracts on a second rounder for somebody's best player hey, that kind of sounds familiar but um i don't think it was for their best player speaking of trades let's uh let's jump right into the biggest deals that happened in the past week <laughs> some crazy ones. Uh, <laughs> these are these are both one for one deals both one for one deals uh, the Edmonton Oilers have traded goalie Cam Talbot to the Philadelphia Flyers for goalie Anthony Stolarz. And then uh, I think a couple hours after that, they traded S- uh, Ryan Spooner, I almost forgot his name, to the <laughs> Vancouver Canucks for Sam Gagne. So Sam Gagne is going is making his way back to to Edmonton. Uh, let's uh, let's start off with um, let's start off with John. What do you, what do you feel about how do you feel about the uh, the Cam Talbot trade? I mean, after sleeping on it, when I first saw the announcement go through, I was like, "Oh man, this is bad." But, <laughs> sleeping on it, I mean, it's still I mean bad because they're not getting anything out of it. But I mean. Talbot wasn't going to sign with them. He's an unrestricted free agent, so he wasn't going to sign with them this year because they already committed to Koskinen. Um, but Stolarz is uh, what's called a Group Six uh, RFA, which means if he doesn't play enough during um, his current contract um, in the NHL, then he becomes an unrestricted free agent at the end of the, the contract. Um, so I think he has. I think he has to play at least ten games this season uh, to be considered uh, an RFA still. 
So um, either Edmonton gives up their their playoff chances and puts Stollers in net for 10, 10 games so that they can re-sign him, or they're going to have to let him go for nothing as well. So, I mean, hmm. they and they, I mean, they cleared some cap space, I guess, and getting rid of Talbot for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, I know that uh, Andre Sakara is coming up, so yeah, get some room for him for sure. Yeah, because his his five point one million contract or four point five, somewhere in that range, they need to they need to make room for it. Um, and he's coming back from a torn ACL and uh, MCL as well, I think, injury. So uh, reinforcements are coming, Edmonton. They're they're just they're just hobbling over the hill. The Cavalry's <laughs> here. But but yeah, th- this sounds like a deal that that's that was made um, just to clear cap room. And kudos kudos to to Keith Gretzky there uh, for I guess trying to do something. <laughs> yeah, and and this trade kind of makes sense for both players. Yeah. I think on uh, they were they were discussing it on Hockey Central. They were saying uh, that Stolar or not Stolar, sorry, um, Cam Talbot and Carter Hart have a long-standing relationship. Cute. So I think I don't think Talbot will play much better in Philly. They don't have their their defense is is still suspect. I think it's a little better than than Edmonton's, obviously. Just, but uh, getting out of that getting out of that toxic environment would be good for him, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, having another goalie signed while you're still there that must have I been kind of awkward. Like, yeah, well, yeah. Like, hey, yeah. man, you took my job. Thanks. Like, yeah, great. And now you're not playing better. Like that's even better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so I think I think this works out for 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 the players too, not just for the organizations, uh, because both players will essentially have the ability to become UFAs, uh, to become free agents, which kind of gives them more uh, more control over over their careers and wh- where they want to go. So yeah, kudos to to. Keith Gretzky for making this happen. Hopefully, like uh, I'm projecting, this is what he wanted to do, and yeah, hopefully that that had a part in it as well. Uh, do you have any thoughts on on that trade there, Sterling? Yeah, um, I think it was good, especially for Talbot. He just needed to get out of there, play in a different place. Hopefully, he can get I don't know how many games he might get, but maybe five game, five to ten games, and um, have a good end of the season, and then hopefully he can resign somewhere else and have another chance or maybe he'll be okay with staying in Philly and mentoring Carter Hart. So that could be good for him. Um, it's <laughs> why are you laughing? I'm, I'm being serious. I'm not being rude. No, I know, uh, I know, I'm just saying, uh, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if uh, Chuck Fletcher wants Carter Hart learning from Cal Tablet. Wow. Do you think, do you think he's going to be <laughs> the number one next year? Talbot? Carter Hart. I think Carter Hart would be. Yeah, you gotta ideally. give it to Carter Hart. I think they yeah. they just want a veteran behind him so that yeah. if he does have a bad week, it's not like uh what's his name? St. Louis where he's just gonna get like mentally scarred for oh, the rest yeah. of his life. Jake Allen. Yeah, he's not gonna turn into another Jake Allen. So <laughs> yeah. Pray for Allen. Yeah, pray for Allen. I, I I don't want him to do bad. I want him to do well. I just Well Bennington's kind we of We all know what's going up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now somebody else is taking over for him. Yeah. Um We'll get into that. We'll get into that. Yeah, yeah. We can talk about. But that I later. mean, like, look at. Mm-hmm. I mean, look yeah. at like Matt Murray, who like had unbelievable first 
seasons or like playoff seasons. Um, and then look, like look at where he is now. So like, my question is, is, is he, is he ready to make that jump or is he, is this like a flash in the pan kind of thing? Does he need more development? Mm. Oh, well, it definitely could be the whole flash in the pan thing. Cause you see that all the time with goalies where they come out of the minors and they yeah. just kill it for whatever reason. And then all of a sudden they struggle for three years and everyone's like, well, are they a bust or do we trade them or what are we going to do now? <laughs> yeah. Like that, mm-hmm. that immediately oh. makes me think of the Hamburglar in Ottawa, Andrew Hammond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He had a crazy Wait. run that one season. And then where is he yeah. now? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I think all the cops. I've I've watched a few I've I've watched a few Philly games. <laughs> I've I've watched a few Philly games and uh from what I can tell Carter Hart's talent is 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 real like it's 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 not just his positioning but it's also um, his recovery uh his rebound control. Yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not the, denying the, that he's going to be a star. Mm-hmm. I'm just uh I'm wondering if 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 he is going to be able to handle it at 19 years old. And in the long yeah, run, what's going to be the best days. for him? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I feel like Philly's hands are tied at this point. Like they they kind of they've kind of been banking their future on this kid since they've drafted him, and now that he's actually playing well, like I, I think that's that's just you got to ride him. Um, yeah, you got to ride him, ride or die. Well, I'm not. Not only that, like if say they were like, okay, he's getting stressed, he's getting tired, we're going to send him down mm-hmm. uh, to the minors for a little bit. They're just going to piss off their fans because their fans are going to look and go, you guys are fucking idiots because this is our only good goalie. Now you're going to get rid of him. You're going to give up any chance to even make the playoffs. Um, but it could also be the better thing for him. And so yeah. they're they're stuck where they I mean, like have to keep him around and they have to goal, have someone behind. With a goalie like Talbot, you could you could split the season, right? Just like ease him into it. Ease him into the workload and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 yeah so hopefully, so we'll see. That's. I think that. I think that was a pretty decent trade. Yeah. Uh, in a way, it just as to to clear cap room. Uh, so so we'll move on and uh, we'll we'll jump into Sterling's bread and butter here, the second trade of uh, <laughs> Ryan Spooner. To the Vancouver Canucks for Sam Gagne, uh, so we'll, uh, we'll 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 give it right to to Sterling here. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> um, well, it it was a good trade because they kind of screwed Sam Gagne by sending him down to the minors, and like first they signed him to a long contract. They expect him to be around for three years, but then they send him down after one year. And that's also because also when they signed a bunch of other veterans that kind of made his spot redundant. And then even though some of the veterans that are playing for the Canucks are either injured or not playing well enough that they should stay in the lineup, they still didn't bring Sam Gagne up. So for whatever reason, they saw something in him that just didn't fit with the team or whatever they're doing. And so they decided, okay, well, let's try and trade him for someone who might fit that and who was in kind of the same position, not a spooner. And then now Edmonton gets somebody who's a bit more offensive minded, might be skilled enough to play with one of their top centers, top three centers. So I don't know. I think it's a good trade for all of them. And it's especially good for Sam Gagne because he just didn't deserve to be in the minors because 
there's there's even like a couple times when they called him up and he was clearly better than some of the other Canucks wingers. And he even like they put him on the power play, one of the worst in the league, and he's done nothing but get a goal and assist in the two power plays he took part of. So <laughs> like why hmm. why would you not keep him there? Cuz that's also why he was brought in was to be a power play guy and they just never used him in that position. And that's also where he succeeded the most in uh, Columbus was power play and like a fourth line kind of offensive group. Like they could have easily made that in Vancouver, but they, for whatever reason, didn't want to. And they, at least they finally did the right thing and sent him a place where he has a chance. And the thing with Spooner is he's got basically the same contract, same term and everything, but he, for some reason, didn't play very well in New York and Edmonton and then was just buried with I think barely 40 games behind him. So maybe he could be as good as he was or close to when he was in Boston, uh, which is quite possible. Um, I don't know. It's kind of a nothing little trade, but I do think it was really good for Gagne and good for Edmonton, actually. Yeah. Hopefully get a little bit more offense for them, more options anyway. I feel as though Ryan Spooner was part of the, I guess, attitude problem in Edmonton. And that's why they kind of. Oh, that's good to hear. Um, I think I feel like, you know, when Connor McDavid came out and said that thing about um, if you don't want to be in the locker room, like, don't be here. Like, if you're not coming here to, to get be out part of this team and get out, I feel like I feel like that might have been directed at, like, obviously, someone's bad attitude in the room. And like, shortly after that mm-hmm. is like, they kind of put Ryan Spinner down. So um, I'm assuming that might that might have been <laughs> related. <laughs> Um, and I heard reports after, after the trade that um, it's, it's good for Edmonton because Ryan Spooner's gone. So <laughs> I think you just, yeah, I mean, losing weighs on you, right? And if you're stuck in that losing environment, yeah. you don't want to be there. So especially if you're the kind of person that it does weigh on you. So maybe for him, he was just like, this is ridiculous. Like we're playing like yeah. shit. You guys don't know what yeah. you're doing. Like he was that negative yeah. Nancy. Um and yeah, it's obviously not good for anybody. Yeah. So maybe, yeah. I don't know, maybe he'll pull it around for Vancouver, which as a Canucks fan, just as a little side thing, I fucking hate the amount of old veterans they have in their lineup <laughs> that are bloating contracts and that are keeping young players out. Like Adam Gaudet was sent down for a while, which fair enough, but then he gets brought back up and there's a question about whether he's going to stay or not yet he was like one of their better players in the past couple of games. Um, Louis got to get his licks, yeah, man. Louis, Louis yeah. Erickson is a, is a great glue guy. He's unbelievable for the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> but like another quote from Jim, Jim Benning that really pissed me off and like, he's done some good things, but this is one of the things that really makes me mad is right now you have Edler, Tanev, Sutter and Berchi are all injured, Right. And he said, oh, I've never seen anything like this. You know, everybody's injured. You know where we've seen this before? Fucking Canucks every year. (laughs) The past four or five years, they have the most injured team in the league. And the players that keep getting injured are Adler, Tanev, Sutter, and (laughs) Berchie. Like, this isn't... Like, you don't need a fucking fortune teller or psychic to tell you this was going to happen. And now they're... They're standing there like, oh, well, I guess, you know, we might not make the playoffs because of injuries. And it's like, no, because you need to get, you need to turn over some of these players. You need younger players. 
And every time they bring up a young player, except, you know, there's one exception, they play pretty well. And then they don't get another chance because there's some dude with like a $6 million contract on the left wing who takes their spot. On the fourth line? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Currently well, on some, the fourth sometimes, line? Sometimes third. You know, sometimes sometimes third. There. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, sometimes third. He gets up there sometimes. But then they, they also put players like... Um, uh, Vertanen, they put him on the third line with Sutter or uh, Beagle. You know, Sutter and Beagle aren't known for their like offensive prowess, Mm-mm. and so you're putting this guy on there, and then they complain about Vertanen's output after that. <laughs> you're gonna put him with Vertanen. You know who else could have possibly worked in that position? Just to bring it back around, Sam Gagne. That's what he's fucking for. <laughs> So if you had him and like Vertanen and maybe some other speedy winger on the side, some younger player, they might yeah. have actually been able to get some offense. But instead they're like, no, no, we need half our lines to be shut down lines. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the way to do it. Well, Gagne, Gagne played center as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, he's center winger. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I've, I've always liked Jake Vertanen. Um, it drives me nuts as a, as a Flames fan to uh, see him play for Vancouver. Uh, because he he was he was uh, I think he I'm pretty sure he was a captain of the Calgary Hitmen when uh, when he was playing. So those were fun years seeing him develop in in Calgary. And he's he's a good player, man. He he he's a bruiser. He's got hands. He's got speed. So he's really, fat. Uh, do you think do you think he's going to get some ice time beside Connor McDavid? You mean Ga- Vertanen? No, you mean Gagne? Oh, I thought you were talking about Sam Gagne. No, he's- no, I'm talking about Vertanen. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I think yeah, I think Gagne's. No. I'll, I'll reserve. I'll reserve my my opinion I of mean, Sam Gagne to myself. To play with McDavid. Let's put it. Okay, Grant. Do you think he's better than what they had before, even marginally? Who? Gagne. You think? Do I think Gagne is better than Ryan Spooner? Yes. And whoever else I, McDavid's been playing with, like they've been putting him with Cassian. <laughs> like, yeah, he's he's better than Cassian. He, right? There we there we go. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. He's better than Cassian. What's that? I'm just going to check out their their lineup, but I think he's with Cassian and Lucci he's, right now. Oh my god! I think this, that's a crime. No, he's he's with according oh, okay. according to the Daily Faceoff. He's with McDa- he's with Drysital and Cassian. McDavid is, and Sam Gagne is on the third line with with Colby Cave and Tobias Reader. Tobias Reader, who also is probably the the biggest free agent bust. <sighs> of all time, but Man. no, no, not not of all time. I shouldn't say that. But his contract was pretty bad. Yeah, I think I think this trade again works out for for both teams. And uh, good good on good on Keith Gretzky for for making these marginal trades. But it's not like he isn't outright losing them. Like their old GM was with all the trades that he made. It's also good that they're not making big, big changes just to make changes. Like they're not trading some good player for like another player that might well, be better. Well, I mean... Like just, yeah. just like make little adjustments with what you We've can, got but a don't week blow it up. left, and they've come out right out and said that they think they're a playoff team. They're going to try to make a deal. And uh, I mean, they scratched Je- uh, Jesse Pugliarvi last night, assuming like mm. a healthy scratch. Um, so... Maybe they they're they're trying to. I mean, they said that he's he's on the table. So, <laughs> oh, we should we should talk about that too because his uh, manager yeah. basically said that it's good for him to move yeah. on. 
you guys want to talk about that now? Yeah. Let's let, yeah, let's jump into it. Well, I don't know where he would end up, but I really do hope that <laughs> he succeeds somewhere else because it just I don't like seeing these players that cuz he was supposed to be just as good as yeah. Liney when they were drafting. And there was all this talk about like, oh, could he go second or third yeah, or whatever. He was right in that conversation um, right after McDavid. Or not McDavid, uh, Matthews. Yeah. 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 And they people raved about him all year. It was like the top three, Matthews, Liney, Pulley, And it's really strange to see him where he is now. So they got to make a trade. It's probably going to be a hockey trade, as everyone keeps calling them, like player for player. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Where, where do you guys think they could send him? I don't know why it's called a hockey trade because I like every yeah. trade is <laughs> it's the NHL. Yeah. Technically <laughs> a hockey trade. Yeah. Even cap room yeah, or whatever. It's a hockey trade. It's part of yeah. the game. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, he could, I don't know where he would really fit in. Like a, a team that Ooh. in a similar situation could be someone like Buffalo that they could try and, Trade one of their players. Montreal. Um, Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't I, think so. All, with all due respect to Habs fans, but someone who's having trouble in like a Canadian market should not be <laughs> Definitely not. That's like, you'll be under the microscope constantly. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess, uh, yeah, I guess he'd have to go somewhere with limited media, I guess. Probably. I don't know where he would fit in. San Jose, maybe. Like a team that has a really good structure that seems to. Oh, I, I'm I'm imagining well. that. I'm ima- I'm not imagining Edmonton trading within the division, <laughs> especially <laughs> especially a player like Puljujarvi. Yeah, and hell no, like there's no way they're trading within the division because if if he if he comes up and and just tears it up, then like they're screwed. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of stories about Doug Wilson too in San Jose. Uh, I think it was Brian Burke was saying that. Every time Doug Wilson calls you for a trade, and even when you think you've won the trade, you're somehow yeah. getting screwed. Yeah, oh yeah, he's like a grifter. <laughs> yeah, dude, Doug Wilson's a shark. There, there's a reason he's the GM of the Sharks. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's no better GM for a team than than Doug Wilson is for the Sharks because he is a literal shark. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he just fleeces everybody. Yeah, I was listening to uh, Elliot Freeman this week, and he was mentioning how he just doesn't think. San Jose has any um, anything in the cupboards? To, they've kind of they kind of went all in on um, Eric Carlson trade. So yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm eliminating I'm eliminating all uh, all the teams in in the Pacific Division for Puliyari to go to. So maybe maybe Winnipeg. Yeah, uh, Jack Rothovic trade might be good. Or Sammy Miku. There, there. It's it sounds like. The GM is is more inclined to, or not more inclined, but more willing to to uh, to trade Sammy. Actually, was it that he wanted to trade Sammy Niku or didn't want to trade Sammy Niku? I think you guys he, know. I thought he didn't want to trade. He didn't the, want to trade. The him. thing about Winnipeg right now is they want they want to upgrade their team for the playoffs, but there's a lot of really good prospects that they don't they don't feel like they right. should give up right now. I thought Sammy Niku was on the table though. Yeah, that's what I th- I, I thought I read. Yeah, I thought I read somewhere. Yeah, it might have been who was it that they but didn't for really the, trade I mean, for the right deal? That's yeah, <laughs> they're not going to give them. I mean, Sammy, Nick, that would be the perfect deal, right? Because the yeah. Oilers need defense. 
and Sami Niku is is a good and they just called him up so they they might be showcasing him to mm-hmm. to see right and right now i mean i'm sure they'd rather keep him because Jacob Truba is probably leaving in free agency mm-hmm. so Tyler Myers too maybe so Sam, there there's a spot They'll for probably sign one of the two yeah Myers would probably be cheaper right, yeah so so yeah there there would be time there would be a spot for him because um yeah Dmitry Kulikov isn't a top four defenseman yeah, you're right. So, I was thinking of Veselin. That's who they didn't want to trade. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. I think they might be... With, yeah, I, could, I, I think they're interested in trading Roslovic, too. Yeah, I don't think they can afford him. That's their problem. And nobody. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is you don't know what's going to happen with Liney's contract. He's Yeah. He's been pretty bad. I have no idea yeah. what they're going to do For, about that. Yeah, I, I don't know. Two years, six million, maybe. I don't know, something like that. You're gonna have to. Yeah, it's probably better for him yeah. too. Nick Pitan too is uh, has has not been working out there. He hasn't found a fit in in Winnipeg, so it sounds like they're willing to move on from Nick Pitan as well. So you know, maybe maybe a, a package of Pitan and Sammy Niku will be enough to 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 take Puljujarvi out of Edmonton. I would take that if I were Edmonton. Mm. That's a that's a yeah. pretty decent trade, I would say. It's also one of those things that unless they get a knock out of the park before the trade deadline, it's probably better just to wait because mm-hmm. see where he is another and talk to all the other teams. You know, they'll be more open. Up. Carolina might be another landing spot for him. <laughs> yeah, because they hate defense. Remember, like they don't need defense. They just right, and I mean they've they've been af- they've been af- after Kapanen for a while, right? Yeah. In oh yeah, I would. I would take. I would take. I would take uh, Brett Pesci for for Puliyarvi. Yeah, that's a good trade. I think Pesci's worth a lot more right now than Puliyarvi. Yeah, Currently, yeah, yeah. Currently, maybe Pesci and Furland. <laughs> That'd be funny. No, uh, opposite. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like that's seriously one sided now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, making it worse. You mean they'd have to trade like? Pulley RV in like a second for Pesci. Yeah. Like right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. I was just looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. There's something wrong with my calculations here. Yeah. Another another team that, that could make the trade would be uh, Nashville. They'd have to give up Ely Tolvanen, but that could be a good one for one. Mm, maybe. They're pretty... They like him too. Again, I think Jesse Pulley is like... He's worth a decent player who's also struggling, and I think Tolvanen. I don't. I wouldn't really consider him struggling right now. No, he hasn't. He just hasn't had a. He hasn't had an opportunity yet. Yeah, which is interesting because they've been trying to find a top six winger, but they're not giving Tolvanen a chance. Maybe he's just not ready, or his attitude, or his conditioning, or something. Maybe. I mean, they did call him up for a stretch uh, in the middle of the earlier this season, and. I think he got like a couple points in seven games. Mm. It was kind of like a a tryout. So, yeah, should we stick with the trades and 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 talk about Matt Duchesne and and Mark Stone? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we'll talk about uh, Trade Center coming up this week. Yeah, uh, next the trade deadline. I think next Monday. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, uh, Mark Stone. 
Matt Duchesne, where do you think they're going? Uh, we'll start with yeah, we'll start with Stone. Go ahead, uh, Duchesne. I'd say Winnipeg would be the team that that could make the trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need a second line center, and I think they would really they'd really like him on that team. To be honest, I think they could use another another offensive sen- second line center to kind of give them a boost because they're I mean they're good obviously, but they just feel kind of stagnant. Like they need a bit of a push there. What? He would fit perfectly there. Yeah. Like, that's like, it's like, makes sense. But depending on the cost, though. Well, it's going to be a first and like a good prospect, at least. I think that yeah. would be the baseline. You might have to give like a first, a third, and a good prospect for someone like Duchesne for. Yeah. I'd, I'd expect uh, probably Roslovic or, or Adam Lowry. Yeah. Maybe even Sami Niku, like we mentioned earlier. You're just trying to run him out of town. I oh, I don't know I I haven't I haven't seen him play, yeah. So I I I have no knowledge of 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 what he's like. I just know his name, but yeah. If if I were if I were Ottawa, I'd I'd be trying to get as much as I could out of out of Matt Duchesne. They need to. They need a win, and they need a good first round pick to. Yeah. So definitely the fans. Yeah. So definitely a first rounder and a roster player probably. So either Roslovic, Adam Lowry, or. Sammy Niku. And Lowry right now is their third line center. So Brian Little might will move down to third line. Lowry might be might be move, moving back the other way to, to to make the deal make sense. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree I'm with you. Sure, I'm not sure they're ready to give up on Lowry though. They're like they're no. he's they're waiting for him to make that jump into a second oh, yeah. line center. Oh yeah. He's just quite not there yet. Well, I mean, yeah, you, they would prefer not to trade him, but yeah. What you do know. you guys think of um, the Islanders trying to get him? The Islanders? Yeah. I haven't thought about it. I think it what could be good. What will Lou do? The only problem is I, I'm a little cautious with the Islanders because they're just getting back into the playoffs and they're finally looking like a good team. And if they're just going to like blow all their recent you know, draft picks from last year just for this one run, I'd feel pretty shitty about that as an Islanders fan if that was me. Yeah. But I also think he would somehow be a good fit. Could be an off-season thing where they try and sign him. Yeah, I feel like they're him. they're they're more in need of a winger than a center. Yeah, yeah, because Brock Nelson has been okay as their sec- top line winger or center. Matthew Barzil is on their second line. Yeah, you got Kunakal on the second line, left wing. So, yeah, I, I'm with you, Sterling. I, I'd be wary try to add to this team because you don't I, I, know. You have no there idea. There are a lot of moving parts here. Yeah, yeah. You don't know what's going on here. Same with St. Louis. There are a lot of moving parts. That's how I feel about St. Louis. Is they probably shouldn't make any moves because you have no idea what that team is. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's yeah. just who they are with a good goalie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they could have been one of the top teams if they had a better goalie all year. Yeah, they would. They would have been like logically Give if they had minute. won at least catching up. five more games back then. Yeah, I know they're already catching up, but imagine if they had won just five of the games they lost at the beginning of the year, when the games they could have won. Um, I mean, where does that put them in the stands? That puts them like, isn't that top in the West by my calculations? The right up there with those top teams. Yep. Yeah, they'd be ahead of Nashville, right behind the other guys, yeah. So I don't know. I, I agree with you. Like you gotta 
kind of wait a little bit and and hopefully they don't trade away somebody like they did last year and then just miss the playoffs. Um, yeah, they're killing it. But I can't, anyway, back to Duchesne. I can't imagine where else he would go. Like, like there's Vegas, maybe, Nashville, maybe. I don't see the Flames wanting him. No, we we already have. Dallas, back. maybe. But I don't know if they have the draft picks to get him. And you have, I don't think they have the prospects to get him. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Tampa Bay, no. Boston is more interested in a winger than a center. Yeah. He yeah. can play wing, I guess, but the cost to get the center is way more than it is the winger. Exactly. Yeah. You're better off just trading for a winger. Washington, no. Columbus is in limbo. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Winnipeg's probably the best fit for, for Duchesne. Yeah, Winnipeg or Nashville. Yeah, Nashville might be kicking tires. Who I'd give it to. Turris would be a good uh, third-line center. I'd probably be more inclined to take uh, take Winnipeg up on their offer, though. Yeah. Winnipeg probably has uh, better prospects to offer than Nashville does. All right, so what about Stone? That's somebody who could go to Boston. It, it sounds like the, there's a report that, that was released recently that it, it sounds like Dorian is trying to re-sign Stone to an extension. And they're they're looking to they're looking to aggressively trade Duchesne. Ottawa has a lot of good prospects. The problem is like the optics with the team is nobody cares because they keep losing all their top talent. So even mm-hmm. if even if they had like say they were rated the best prospect pool in the league, which is probably not that far off, no one's gonna care because they're just gonna look at it and go, Well, in six years they're all gone. They're all just gonna walk away and get out of here to get away from the old crazy owner, old grandpa coming in. Yeah. Like, you guys gotta play better. Okay, bye. Well, that's why that's why it's imperative that they that they re-sign Mark Stone, because Mark Stone is going to be if they can re-sign him, then he could be the captain of this team. And uh, as much as I would love to see him move on, because I have him in my fantasy team, <laughs> that's what's really I think, important. I think, yeah, uh, I think I think it's it's imperative that that Dorian try to figure out an extension for Mark Stone. But I mean, oh baby, would I love to see him in a Flames jersey? Oh, okay. On that second line, no way, no, no man. It could happen. His brother <laughs> is playing for the Flames. <laughs> I mean, it could. Well, they're they're kicking tires. They're they're going. They're they're asking about they're definitely them. Definitely in play, yeah. So it it could happen, which is good. I mean, like every every GM should be kicking tires on Mark Stone and Matt Duchesne. To be very honest, if Mark Stone could play for a team like Boston or Nashville, that would be huge shift for both those teams. Because then you don't just have. Yeah those one top lines and, and with Nashville, they're kind of a mix of a lot of good talent up front. And that would be like a huge boost to them. Like imagine that defense with like Mark stone also back checking with that team. Yeah. Well, that that's what I'm saying is that if the flames could acquire Mark stone, that would be a huge boost for them as well, because that would just completely solidify their top nine. Cause then for would be playing on the fourth line. Like he should be. And you'd have Backlund, Kachuk, and Mark Stone on the on the second line, Bennett, Jankowski, and James Neal in the third, and hopefully Neal can can get back to to Neal of like two years ago. Right? I, I just kind of feel like so, once somebody leaves a Canadian team, they don't want to go right back to a Canadian team like that. I, I think they also feel weird about it too, because you're. I guess you could say that, but I mean, he'd be leaving from one dumpster fire to one of the better teams in the league. So yeah, I think that would probably 
be enough of a pacifier. <laughs> and it's not like it's not like because his his brother plays in in Calgary. Like he's he's just injured with blood cl- blood clots. Uh, but we have my we have Michael Stone signed for another three years. So it's not like it's it's completely foreign. The fit would work. It's just what would we have to like? We have a few defensive prospects and a few like our our, our forwards aren't aren't the greatest. But I think it'd be a good fit, and I would really like to see that happen. I just don't know if it will, because I think Dorian should do everything in his power to to retain Mark Stone because he is their future captain. So ideally, yeah. Well, yeah. So yeah, those are my thoughts. John, what about you? You've been kind of, you've been a little quiet. Yeah, no, I agree with uh, everything you guys are saying. Cop out. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I'm waiting to see what happens. Like, I feel bad for Ottawa, for Ottawa fans, because it, it <laughs> they shouldn't, it shouldn't have gotten this far. Like that whole, I mean, the Duchesne trade to get him there. And what are they going to have to show for it? Nothing. <laughs> but again, like if you're, if you're like, Mark Stone, I, like you want to go, I, I would want, I would want to go to Winnipeg. I want to win the cup. So, yeah. Well, he's from Winnipeg, so yeah. or he's from Manitoba. Why wouldn't you want to go home, have a chance at have a chance at glory? Yeah, and he got a power play goal and a power play assist in that game last night. So, yeah. I mean, but I would he fit in Winnipeg? I mean, well, you could replace Line A, <laughs> second line. Mark Stone, yeah, or Kyle Connor, I guess. Yeah, he'd he'd replace Kyle yeah, Connor, I suppose. Yeah. Winnipeg doesn't really need him. The teams yeah. that need him are teams that don't have deep scoring, and that would be Boston, New York Islanders, maybe Columbus. I don't know. Depends how they're they're kind of in a, they're Nashville. in a weird place. Yeah, Nashville, Colorado. Oh fuck, yeah, <laughs> Colorado for sure. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm, I'm only really naming teams that are, well, I'm thinking of only teams that are higher in the standings. I don't know how, I'd really like to hear this from a player's perspective, but how much does it really appeal to you to go to a team that's that wasn't in the playoffs last year if you've just been on a team that's not been in the playoffs or has tanked badly for a couple of years? Like, I can't imagine, even if it was like, oh yeah, Colorado was a sweet fit. You're like, ooh, I don't know. You're having some struggles. I guess we'll just we'll just see in a week here, uh, see what shakes out. I just can't, I can't wait for this. I feel like once these Ottawa trades kind of start moving, then the rest of the flood like the floodgates will open and the rest of the trades will happen. Yeah, yeah. It, it sounds like everybody's just kind of waiting on the uh, they're they're waiting on Ottawa to set the benchmark. Basically, I'm just because I, they I can't wait to... until the trade deadline's over. To be I honest, know. because there's so much like uncertainty with a lot of teams right now it's kind of bothering like i feel the tension from ottawa and columbus like those teams are (laughs) they're really getting me right now yeah well you know you know what's not getting to a certain team is uh that was a bad transition you're gonna have a good zinger there and you just like you know what you you should do it just fell flat i'm sorry (laughs) i just want to talk about let's 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 talk about chicago These guys have been going off recently. Patrick Kane is still currently streaking. He's got a uh, a seventeen game point streak. He's really feeling it. Jonathan Taves has has 
found his game and he's he's been producing like crazy. Patrick Kane has actually also passed Stan Mikita with uh, consecutive games within a with an assist at the 15 game mark of his current point streak. The Hawks are on fire. They're three points out of a playoff spot. Minnesota is trending down and they're at 60 points, holding on to the last wild card spot. And their second line has just been amazing. Like that that trade for Dylan Strom was was such a shrewd deal for uh, for Stan Bowman. The the chemistry between DeBrinket and Strom has just been amazing to watch. Uh, they they've really brought back their uh, their junior days playing uh, on the Erie Otters, and Dominic Cahoon has has been a nice compliment for them on uh, as a last wheel on, on on that second line. So and Colin Delia and Cam Ward have been playing amazing. Cam Ward has been has been playing like the Cam Ward of old uh, when he won the Stanley Cup with with Carolina. So so yeah, what do you guys think of this team? This this uh, have have they finally discovered their dynasty again, or what do you guys think? Is this just a, a stretch that it, they're on? I mean, it's a step in the right direction. The other another player you didn't mention was Brandon Sod. Has actually got nineteen goals and fifteen assists, so he's he's on pace for way better numbers than he had last year. They've really upgraded their depth, which is amazing to see. It's surprising how fast they've kind of done it with like just like these nice little trades here and there, and it's pretty impressive. And I'd be, I'd be really surprised, or no, not surprised. I'd be happy if they made the playoffs, but I'd be scared for whoever they're going to play in the first round if they're eighth. You'd be scared for the their opponent yeah. or for Chicago, their opponent, whoever's going to play them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They're uh, they're a lot better than what they were playing at the start of the year, and so. It's good to see them finally, like, over time, you kind of get to know what this team is about. And, yeah, like you said, a lot of really, really good depth, move, depth moves. Uh, bring in Dylan Strom was magnificent. Dred Kujula has been on fire. Like, I can't believe Edmonton. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Are you sure? You might want to check that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Drake Kajula has actually been very... I mean, he's playing with Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane. Yeah, I mean, a, a great complimentary but, player, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I agree with you, Sterling. It's, I would hate to be the team that has to meet them in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And another another point there is uh, Corey Crawford has announced himself fit to play oh. from from a concussion. Now, they're, they're understandably taking their time with it. They want to check him out, make sure that he's actually ready to play, medically cleared. He hasn't been medically cleared. He just says that he feels good. Uh, And that's the thing with the team is that they now suddenly have the luxury to take their time with this because Colin Delia or Colin Delia and Cam Ward have been playing so well. They don't want to mess with that, um, with that juju that's, that's been going on all season or not all season, but this, this latest in this latest stretch. So they now have the luxury to to take their time with their with their number one goalie. So like that's that's even going to be better because you know like he'll be ready for the playoffs and you'll have great goalie depth because they've been playing so well all year. So yeah, yeah, I really like this team. They're they're, they're going to be uh, they're going to be a force if, if if they make it when they make it to the playoffs. I think I think they're gonna... Alex DeBrincat has twenty nine goals. Yeah, bro. <laughs> 26 assists. Taves is 17 points away from a 
like a career high. Yeah. So he needs needs 17 points, and it's like definitely doable for him. He's only seven goals away from career high in goals, which was set when in 2008, 2009. So back when he was like in his second year, like I think he would have been 20 then. I mean, that's pretty cool to see that a player can do that, can turn it around if they, they learn to play a little differently or maybe he just lost a little bit of weight or something. I'd like to actually see more of Chicago's games because I'm like kind of impressed right now with all their numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been they've been playing really, really well. Uh, their passes have, have all been crisp and their breakouts are, are performed very well. And um, it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch them 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 play like this. All these Hawks fans are are so lucky to have. Like remember at the beginning of the year, everybody's saying, "Oh, the 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 top five in 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 Chicago need to be broken apart." You know, Kane, Taves, Seabrook, Keith, and Crawford are done. They're too old, and they are well minus Crawford, I guess. They, they've been the drivers of of this streak, basically. It's fun to watch. Yeah, they got a fun really to watch. good mix of, of veterans and, and young guys. I'm looking at their, their cap situation right now, and half, half of their forwards are, or not half, maybe like five of their forwards are uh, still on their entry-level contracts. I mean, they have they have to bring it for this year and next year on his entry-level. They have Strom, same situation. Like, Oh, and, my gosh. Yeah. So they're... Wow. In terms, they've fa- they found some magic in terms of making the cap space work. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, who would who would have guessed that um, that <laughs> trade of Nick Schmaltz and Dylan Strom in that sleepy little October was it when when they traded? Yeah, since you must that have trade, saw something in the kid. Well, yeah, uh, yeah I, I I always knew that that Dylan Strom was was this good. His it was just his skating was wasn't that great, uh, and his he wasn't the the best defensively. Like he he his back check was was kind of lacking. But I've always liked him. He's always been a player that I've kept an eye on just to see where he's been at. Uh, and since since he's been with the Hawks, he's gotten thirty two points in thirty five games. That's amazing value for uh for a team like like the hawks uh so so we'll we'll um we'll move on to the other team that's that's streaking in in the western conference the uh the st louis blues uh sterling you do you want to do you want to start us off with um with st louis um sure well we we said some stuff about them earlier that maybe this is just the team that they would have always been if they actually had decent goaltending all year. Maybe they just, maybe it was a team wide. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it was a team wide funk. I don't want to lay it all on the goalie, but maybe it was just this team wide funk. And now they're going to be this good for the next few years. It's really interesting to see because I think they're the one team in the past 20 years that has made it from the bottom to get into the playoffs. And the, the previous team was Ottawa. So it's really amazing to see like it could just be could be a little bit of luck tied in also with the the entire entirety of the west just sucking mostly <laughs> like in front of them i mean if you look at the teams that they're ahead of now dallas minnesota vancouver arizona colorado chicago they weren't sucking edmonton anaheim they were really sucking and mm-hmm. la has just sucked all year um yeah i mean they they were everyone thought that they were most likely going to make the playoffs and be a decent team this year and it was such a shock to see them at the bottom. So this is the market correction yeah. that was meant, I think was just meant to happen all year. 
but it's surprising how like fast it's come that they've just all, mm-hmm. they're like they're not even they're not just sitting in eighth like they're six points ahead of ninth um in sixth and they're three uh vegas has three points on them but st louis has three games at hand so they could possibly overtake vegas as well which again like that's just crazy no the, the vegas is in the pacific st louis is in the the central i'm talking about the western conference oh you're you're just talking about standings and yeah in i'm just talking about the straight up they're sixth right now yeah yeah. yeah, so they're they're actually they're in the third spot in the central division. So if the playoffs started tomorrow, they'd be playing Nashville. Yeah, yeah. Left back. <laughs> but but yeah, so yeah, you're you're totally right. And yeah, further to to what you were saying before with um with uh, the fewest amount of points being able to make it to the playoffs, it was yeah, from the 96 97 Ottawa Senators, I believe. And uh, Chicago is in line to to make that record as well if 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 they can squeeze into the playoff spots there. So yeah, this the St. Louis team has 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 been amazing. Like they've won how many games in a row now? Nine, at least five. Nine, nine in a row. Yeah, Jordan Bennington. If you haven't picked him up, get him because he's been he's he's been a revelation for this team. We kind of chatted about this a little bit last time, and uh, I'm sure. Mike Yo is 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 going nuts um, because he could have fixed this team by calling up Jordan Bennington and moving Braden Shen to the left wing uh, instead of center has been has been a revelation for both the team and the player. Uh, Shen has been like he set I think it was a career high last year with seventy points, uh, and he has he was nowhere close to that in the beginning of the season. And so far, he's just been he's been getting a lot of points lately. Lots of assists, playing with Ryan O'Reilly and Tarasenko on the top line, and uh, yeah, it's been really good for this team. So it's uh, it's 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 cool to see because I remember everybody was just kind of St. Louis was kind of the team to beat because they were able to pull off that Ryan O'Reilly trade, and Tarasenko was was supposed to to be in line for a big year. Braden Chen was supposed to be in line for a big year. Jaden Schwartz has been a disappointment this year, to say the least. But he's kind of been turning it around since uh, since Shen has been moved up to the left wing, and they moved uh, Schwartz down. So, yeah, this is a good team. Dougie Armstrong can can finally kind of see a bit of the fruits of his labor. Looking at their depth chart, it would it would make so much sense if they went after Duchesne or or Stone, or, <laughs> but. Because then that that would slide Bozak down to third third line center where he should be. Also, I was watching them yesterday, yeah. and I I don't think I've seen Ryan O'Reilly play this good ever. Like he's just on fire. The way the way he's mm-hmm. so confident. Well, he's finally playing for a team that isn't losing a bunch all the time. Yeah. And I think well, I I felt really bad for him at the beginning of the year because he was. The St. Louis Blues were were so bad at the beginning of the year. I, I felt really bad because he moved basically from one bad team to to another bad team, and I was afraid that kind of same mentality from Buffalo would kind of follow him to to St. Louis. But I'm glad it worked out that uh, these players showed more resiliency and have decided to play for each other basically and not accept a losing attitude. So it's 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 nice to see. Yeah, the, the another team that. 
was doing hot, uh, pretty well at the beginning of the season, but uh, has kind of run into a bit of a, a bit of a, I guess, stumbling block. The Pittsburgh Penguins. They are currently out of a playoff spot after losing to the Calgary Flames uh, yesterday in the after uh, yesterday afternoon. Carolina won their game against Dallas three nothing. They shut them out, uh, and now they're at sixty eight points. The Pittsburgh Penguins are at sixty seven. They are currently tied with the New York Rangers three three with seventeen fifty left in the third period. Rangers are on a power play. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, what do you guys what do you guys think about Pittsburgh? Can they turn this around? Uh, are they gonna Are they destined for to to miss the playoff spot, or what do you guys think? Well, if there was a team that I wouldn't bet against, it would be Pittsburgh. Uh, maybe they're just tired after playing <laughs> the long like, playing the playoffs constantly and con- and going far. Maybe they just yeah. Need a break. Um, the yeah. Well, they have uh, the current longest point season or postseason uh, streak, which is at 12. And the next is Anaheim and Minnesota at six. And there's a pretty good chance that <laughs> both of those are going to be gone yeah. by the end of the year. So they've played a lot of playoff games. It could be also similar to what happened to Chicago when Chicago just was playing so hard for so long that they just needed a down year basically to reset the team. So maybe it's the same thing. Yeah. But I definitely I wouldn't count them out. No, I mean I think sure. I think they were really relying on Matt Murray to come through, and uh, I mean he's just been injured the whole season and hasn't been playing well when he has been in. So personally, I would love to see a playoffs without Pittsburgh <laughs> for for once. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's that, and I mean, as a Habs fan, I'm like I'm really watching these standings right now. Super worried with Carolina. Uh, just surging through the standings. So, I don't know. Yeah, so do you guys think that uh, Jimmy Rutherford's going to add at the deadline? Or do you think he's going to stand pat and just believe in the team? Oh, he'll add. He's just that wild cowboy. I'd be surprised if he didn't at least add something. Yeah. So what would be a good fit in your mind? Like, what do they need? Hmm. (laughs) It's hard because they're going to get Schultz back. He's coming back very soon if he's not. He back was right back. Now. Yeah, he was back yesterday. Back oh, in. okay. So yeah. they might want to see how he's going to play the next couple of games. Mm-hmm. They probably would want a little bit more depth on defense. You always do. In see, the yeah. See where Nick Bukes had fits in. Yeah, and McCann. Yeah. So right now, I'll 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 tell you the I'll tell you their depth chart. Their top nine is Crosby at center, obviously. Brian Rust, Jake Gensel on the top line. Evgeny Malkin. Nick Bukestad and Phil Kessel on the second. That's a two-time, two-time Stanley Cup, Phil Kessel. Yeah, it's three-time Stanley Cup, Phil Kessel. Uh, Jared McCann, Patrick Hornquist, and Teddy Bluger on the third line. And then Matt Cullen, Garrett Wilson, and Zach Aston reese on the fourth line. Chris Letang just scored. <laughs> oh! oh. Bukestad or... Norris Trophy winner, Chris, Tang, Chris Letang. Who <laughs> got the assists? <laughs> Ah, Crosby. <laughs> Who else, man? Damn. Uh, Gensel. How about Gensel? Or uh, or Bukestad? I need both of those guys to, <laughs> to start scoring again. That would be nice. Yeah, so there's, there's not a lot of room there. 
you know, uh, Brian Rust, I guess, can move off of that top line right wing. But, I mean, do they even have the prospects in the cupboard to, to get a player like Mark Stone? No. They, they'd have to give up somebody like Roster Gensel if they want to try and upgrade their yeah. lineup, which I don't think they want no, to do. No, Gensel scored 29 goals this year, so. Oh, he just get rid of him. <laughs> Fucking washed up. Okay, Peter. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't see them. I honestly, I, I think they'll do something. I don't know what, and I, but I don't think they should do anything because they do have a pretty decent lineup. Maybe another gold, a depth goaltender. I, I don't know. I don't see them doing anything big, but I mean, Jimmy Rutherford could just surprise us because <laughs> this is his time of the year. Like this is, yeah. <laughs> he does every year. Yeah. Yeah. He's, He's known for this. I'm just expecting some crazy trade that like. So I'd, I'd expect something like, the for fuck? the bottom half of their of their roster, but other than that, unless he goes out, does something crazy, and gets like Panarin or something. <laughs> oh, geez, yeah, that would be uh, that'd be, that'd be a gym that'd be crazy. <laughs> yeah, and another move where yeah. where we would be like, how do they fit that in the cap? And I'd have to like look it all up. Like, what the fuck? yeah. Yeah, so so yeah, it, it'll be uh, it'll be a fun trade deadline, I think, uh, and we're looking forward to it. Should we uh, should we move on to to injuries to the injuries this this week? Give her sir. All right, so we'll start off with the uh, broken wheels updates. So, um, like we mentioned, Corey Crawford uh, has has said that he wants to return. There's been no no timeline, as we mentioned. They're gonna take his time with with Corey Crawford but but keep an eye on him because if if they bring him back then they'll obviously want to play him a little bit before to get him loose before the playoffs and he could be a good pickup there David Pasternak had surgery on his thumb and has been moved to the IR uh this is a pretty big blow to fantasy managers I know because he's going to be he's going to be reevaluated in 2 weeks which doesn't mean that He's going to be back in two weeks and keep in mind that he did have surgery on it. So it was probably pretty serious. Hopefully he can be back sooner rather than later. Uh, But it sounds like Boston will likely just kind of keep him on the IR until right before the playoffs, which again, kind of sucks for, for fantasy managers who have him, especially those who who gave up a first round draft pick. Who just traded for them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Nikolai Ehlers. Uh, his timeline has been pushed back. There were originally reports saying that uh, he might have been able to return this week. Those have been updated to say that it's likely that he's been pushed back one to three weeks. But uh, th- there hasn't been a setback, quote unquote. I don't, but I don't know what, how this isn't a setback if he can't play this week when they were expecting him to. But anyway. Yeah, he, he's 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 going to be pushed back one to three weeks. So keep an eye on him as well. Dustin Bufflin has missed missed his last game versus Ottawa with a lower body injury. There's been no update, but the Winnipeg Jets don't play until Wednesday. So that should be, maybe it was just a maintenance day. Give him an extra day off and he should be good to go by Wednesday. Taylor Hall has resumed skating on his own. Uh, he's doing a rehab um, on his own, on ice rehab. Uh, there's been no timeline on when he will be back, but coach, the coach uh, of the New Jersey Devils, John Hines, is insisting that he expects Hall to play this season. 
sometime this season. My question is, is why? Why though? There's, there's no reason for him to play, especially in the lose for Hughes sweepstakes. And yeah, do you guys have any other injuries? Uh, no, no, man, not for me. Okay, so we'll move on to the mended wheels segment. Eric Carlson has returned. He came back last night against the Vancouver Canucks and immediately got a power play assist. So put him back in your lineups. He's obviously back for good. Uh, do you guys have any other returns from injuries? No, that's really the only one. Yeah, that's really the only one that's 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 been back. So we'll move into our fantasy den. Uh, Jumbo Joe is still going on an Apple binge. He's uh, only 12% owned right now. If you need a centerman, definitely scoop him up. If you can't pick up Dylan Strom, that is, who is still only 32% owned. Again, 32 points in 35 games played with the Hawks since the trade. Get him now because his chemistry with Debrinkit, like we said, has been amazing. And if Strom is not available, uh, look at Cahoon. Dominic Cahoon, 6% owned. Uh, he's playing on that second line with Strom and Debrinkit and showing amazing chemistry. Another center that's been playing well has been David Krejci. He's only 30% owned. He's gotten six points in his last three games played. Uh, and uh, Danton Heinen is replacing Pasternak on the top line. Pasternak owners pick him up. Uh, he's only 22% owned. He's been playing pretty well with um, with Brad Marchand and Patrice Bergeron. Uh, another good player to, to to keep an eye on is again we've we've kind of talked about him a little bit in previous episodes. Is uh, Jakob Verana of the Washington Capitals. He's been uh, consistently chipping in lately getting points here and there, and the Caps play four times next week. Uh, John, do you do you have a, a pickup for, for our folks here? Um, just to remind people about Nino, Nino Niederreiter. He's still lighting it up with uh, Carolina. So uh, if he's not uh, picked up in your league and you need somebody. Yeah, and same same vein, uh, Justin Williams has, has, been, has been playing really well as well, uh, both – Niederreiter and Williams are uh, playing with Sebastian Ajo on on that top line. So yeah, both those those guys are are are, are good uh, are good pickups right now as well. Uh, oh, it's great. Speaking because, of Carolina, actually, oh, I was just saying how like how Ajo makes so much space for those two. Oh yeah, that's why they're doing so well. Anyway, continue. Yeah, so it's 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 good to it's good to watch. Uh, I I just wanted to before we we sign off here. Um, I want to get your guys' thoughts on Carolina's uh, post-game celebrations really quickly. What do you guys think of those? They're a bunch of jerks. Um, <laughs> They're a bunch of jerks! That's Don um, Cherry, folks. Yeah, so I'm I'm a big fan of, of it. I think it gets the crowd involved. Um, they do it after the other team has gone into the dressing room. And it's like, it's, it's like, it's something special for them. I think that this year is, uh, I don't know. I feel like they needed to really find an identity and I think they're having a lot of fun out there uh, by doing it. Um, And I don't think necessarily like Don Cherry's problem with it is that they're making fun of the other team for losing. And I don't think that's the case. I think they're just enjoying the fact that they're winning and having a good time. They're not, I feel like they're not rubbing it in the other team's face. It's not like they're specifically going after guys and like 
pointing their faces and laughing or anything like that. It's they wait, they wait till the team goes to the dressing room and then like they get the crowd involved. And I think that's really good for Carolina who, I mean, isn't specifically um, like a top tier hockey market. It like really gets their, their crowd um, into the team. So I mm-hmm. have no problem with it. Oh, well, you know, hockey's a sport. Sports are supposed to be fun. And the biggest complaint I think a lot of people have with hockey is that a lot of the players just aren't allowed to show their personality. Yeah. And at least now they can do something fun and have a personality. And like you said, they're not going out there and pointing and laughing at the other team. They're doing something for their fans. Like this is for the fans. It's not for an insult to other people. So I have no problem with it. And I think Don Cherry is just like stuck in the past. Like he is in a lot of things. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't really have a problem with it. Yeah. I don't really have a problem with it. It's just, I think part of it is they're going a little too far now because they, they seem to want to keep one upping the previous celebration which is kind of annoying in my opinion I mean, so that like walk off home run was hilarious yeah the walk off home run was was i guess but it was it was kind of dumb i didn't it was um, amazing i thought it was kind of silly for for, well, the, for the folks who don't the, the folks who don't know uh it was dougie hamilton was pretending to be the pitcher and he tossed an imaginary ball at um at william fogel i think is his first name Fogel smacks it, the imaginary ball with with his stick, and then hits a home run. And backflips uh, his stick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> tosses his stick and 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 runs the bases or whatnot. And Dougie Hamilton throws his glove down to to pretend to be an upset pitcher and whatnot. That was great. And then he comes home and <laughs> yeah. and and, awesome. and they're uh, they're like they're like you know doing the baseball thing, pouring Gatorade and water on 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 the player or whatever, and. Like I think that's I think that's too much because who do you think has to clean that ice? Who's 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 gonna have to clean all that shit? Somebody has to clean that shit, <laughs> dude. They probably just like melt it all up and scrape yeah, it all up because nothing. they have to put it's on like really yeah, but, but it's like, it's still uh, extra. It's still extra work. And I don't know. I no, they have to. I'm pretty sure the I'm pretty sure the maintenance guy is. An I don't know. I I, I like. I'm all for players showing their personality. I think Don Cherry's point is he doesn't like it because he thinks that the other players are going to hold a grudge or uh, retaliate or whatnot, and the league really isn't like that anymore. Much to your point, Sterling, he's he's just living in the past. But he does have a point there where, like, you do want to you don't want to border on. Uh, being unprofessional and i i do get that you want to engage your fans but i mean just keep it simple don't 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 make it a gimmick you know like the fans should be there to watch hockey not to watch these guys being buffoons on the ice after their win. The, fan, the fans pay a lot of money for yeah. a good show like it's not just about the game it's you know it's celebrating and cheering with them and if that's something they're going to stick around for after the game and the fans enjoy it, keep doing it. And I bet, like, to one thing about uh, thinking that the other team is going to get angry and retaliate, I don't think the no, other teams care. So 
they probably laugh. I bet some of them are like, haha, yeah. look what they did. If, if anything, like, if they do care, not. they'll be motivated next time to beat them, right? So it's only going to backfire in Carolina's face. Yeah. Oh, that's 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 Don Cherry's point, right? Is that he's like, oh, these guys, they're going to be so mad and you're just asking for it by doing this. So that's, that's well, his point. I mean, then I don't, that's, I don't, their, that's their choice then. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. That's their prerogative. Yeah. So I don't know. It's It's... I say keep doing it. I want it's more interesting, fun in the for game. Sure. It's definitely an interesting subject. Do you think they'll keep doing it in the playoffs? Oh, I don't. That's I a good don't question. know. I would say yeah. I'd say yes, actually. I think they would just continue. Before we sign off, let's ask our fans if uh, if you guys have a comment on the Carolina Hurricane celebrations. Tweet at us at HFHT Podcast on Twitter. And uh, yeah, I think that that about does it for for us this week uh thank you so much for listening this episode has gone on a little longer than we expected but um you know we're all hungry we're all hungry for hockey talk so hopefully this uh this episode has has left you full and satisfied and uh, again share us with uh with your friends your family bring your mom we would we would greatly appreciate that we can be found on Spotify, Stitcher, Google, and Apple Podcasts, Player FM, TuneIn, a lot of places. So, yeah, we appreciate all of our listeners. Uh, thank you so much for coming back every week. We'll catch you guys next week. We'll hopefully get two episodes next week, um, usual time Sundays, and we'll try to do a a quick recap of, of all the trades that happened uh, after trade deadline day uh, on the 25th there. So... Yeah, we'll uh, we'll catch you guys then. Uh, until then, have a great week and enjoy hockey this coming week. We'll catch you guys later. Bye. Bye. They're a bunch of jerks. <laughs>